are live. It's Chris Denman, and I'm one-on-one today for a special conversation with the headliner from Helium Comedy Club. He's here all weekend long. You know him from About Last Night podcast. You've heard him on Adam Carolla's podcast. He's doing a bunch of exciting stuff. Got to see him down in Phoenix for all things comedy. I think I talked about that a little bit. Very excited to have Adam Ray. What's up, buddy? Dude, I'm just fired up to be in St. Louis. It's beautiful here. Does it remind you of <clears throat> Seattle right now? Kind of got to get the haze going. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, not quite as many gunshots. Not as, from, but, uh, yeah, not as uh, melancholy uh, gunshots. Is that a thing in Seattle? Maybe downtown. Here. Think oh, here. Yeah. Oh, not as many. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to kind of wade through that a little more. Yeah, there's more people that, uh, you know, I know the suicide rate in Seattle. And look, a lot of people are wondering, hey, are they going to just jump right into death and suicide on this podcast? Yeah. And yeah, we are. It's. Um, I tweeted that out. <clears throat> okay, good. They got the heads up. Good. It's not like, uh, I think it's going down, but, you know, it's. I never knew that that was even like an issue in Seattle until I moved away. And then you, you know. You think about what you grew up in, and you're like, oh, yeah. But see, my way to deal with the shitty weather was making weird home videos with my buddies and like from like seventh grade through high school, like, you know, watching the state and, and stuff like that, and then and trying to, you know, just fill the time or basketball, you know, like things yeah. indoors that, that, um, to try to pass the time and not get depressed about the weather. So I guess I didn't really understand how depressed you could get because I was always trying to keep myself occupied. But Seattle's a beautiful place. Or it's gorgeous. Did you, grow up, did you grow up in Seattle? Uh, Shoreline you? Lake Forest Park right. is about 25 minutes north. But yeah. uh, It's beautiful there. Yeah, it's I loved but it. But it's funny, too. I've been to, uh, I'll never forget, I'm in Honduras, literally a third world country, and some people from the BBC were there filming some documentary. We're walking around. We're doing this project down there. And they asked us, oh, hey, where are you guys from? And I was like, St. Louis. And they were like, ooh. They gave us one of those. I'm Damn. like, we're in Honduras, right? And people are getting abducted left and right. And They're you're still. Gonna, you're going to flinch when you hear I'm from St. Louis? That's amazing. Yeah, but. That's it, not a good sign. No, it's not really. But it's interesting to see kind of when you get out and about a little bit. You said the state. <clears throat> have you worked with, uh, was that Thomas Lennon? Was yeah, that? I just did. Yeah. Have you worked with him? Did you have him on the podcast? Or? I just had him on the podcast only because I just did this. Indie comedy in Arizona um, that I'm the John, lead of. Jonathan Kai was in it too, and Richard Kine and Kellen Coleman and Thomas Lennon's like the bad guy, and I'm the main guy, and it was fucking unbelievable. We got to improvise so much, and you know he's a god to me. And uh, pee yourself just a little. Yeah, and it was just like one of those things that definitely a little intimidated at first, and then you just kind of settle in and go, all right, like I definitely I know what I know what I'm doing at this point. So just right. like trust your shit and like. And we started playing around, and man, we were both breaking so much. And like on the second day, he was like, we all went out and did like a cast dinner, and he was like, we're cheers and taking a shot or whatever. And he's like, dude, he's like, he's like, this is so funny. He's like, I usually never break, man. He's like, he's like, you're saying some funny shit. He's like, he's like, this is really fun to like play like this. And I'm like, fucking, it is Tom Lennon. You're the man. Like, you know, can we be friends forever? You follow me on Instagram, dude. Uh, dude, that's and then yeah, amazing. but that so then once we got, you know, once somebody. Um, you know, recognizes and respects what you're doing and, and at least puts you, I mean, look, he is like, again, like I said, like a, a God, so I don't put myself in his boat, but to be able to hang, yeah. but to be able to hang with him, you know, he uh, is cool. So then, then that made me, and then even just hanging offset, like he's right. a fun hang. And, uh, and so then I immediately was like, Hey man, when we get back, we do the pod. And, and I was thinking it was going to be maybe later, but then I, uh, I always try for earlier because I'm like, that'd be better. Cause I'd love to, you know, ride the, uh, the freshness of just Absolutely. doing the movie yeah. <clears throat> and it was so great and you know his those state days i mean those were like that and and 
Joel McHale was on a show called uh, Almost Live that was like SNL for Seattle uh, when I was in high school. That's and huge. so that was um, another sketch thing that was really influential that wasn't like In Living Color or uh, or SNL. But um, yeah, man. That you can tap into. Too. Yeah. That's so crazy, too. And then with even with social media now, Reno 911 stuff is just making the, oh, yeah. the rounds again. So Thomas Lennon, everybody's like, oh, that guy from the boot video I that know. you see. And like, which, by the way, one of the funniest things so I've funny. seen in my life. They might come back. Does that uh, does that affect you at all? I mean, getting What's to, that? I, I freak, I, in a good way, I love reacting to and just kind of getting it, finding my own lane with people I respect and kind of grew up watching. Right. And then you find them on your... In one way, shape, or form, whether it's having a conversation or through the damn movie yeah. with a guy like that, do you find yourself kind of pinching yourself a little bit? I saw you had an Instagram uh, comment that you got a little juice. Oh yeah, I just got a comment from from the Tiffany Thiessen. I say Tiffany Amber still because yeah, come on, yeah, that's what the poster said in my room, mm-hmm. um, and that's what that's what she she kept her name in our wedding in my Nyquil dreams. Right, but that uh, makes sense. yeah, she yeah, so she's gonna be on um, my podcast, the About Last Night podcast, on Monday. And uh, so I tagged her in the picture, and she commented on it. And I'll be honest, I was at her house. I talked to her. I drank coffee from her coffee mug, um, took a picture on her swing set. But she just commented, and guess what? I can, a little bit of pee came out. That that means more. Yeah, that means a lot more because that's like, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, I had this whole plan where I was going to brag to you how we did the show with the Sklar Brothers and Nikki Glazer this weekend. Also Nikki, cool. Nikki was just commenting on my Instagram, and then you had to come in and smash Sorry, dude. With, yep. uh, freaking Kelly yep. Did she fucking go to the dance with Zach? No. Nikki? No, she didn't. Did the Sklar Brothers save Slater from a fight? Nope. Sure didn't. Nope. Yeah, bet they wish they could. <laughs> Everybody wishes they could. Yeah. I, she told so many. Notes now. By the way, if you are a Saved by the Bell fan or a 90210 fan, you got to tune into this app. Is there some, she also is there some dirt, not so much some dirt, but just some like really Behind great, you. yeah. And uh, I mean, dude, she said her and Mark Paul Gosser were going to like Italy at sixteen, oh like traveling the world because the yeah. show was so big internationally. Um, she's also just a fun hangman and was like, because at one point I was uh, knew I was going to make the comment about you know going from Say by the Bell to Nine Hundred Two and Zero and and uh, you know possibly make a joke like what was that like going from a show where the issues on one show where he didn't ask me to the dance to that girl's fucking my best friend, you know? <laughs> to, to doing cocaine at the yeah. yeah. Or she, I think she was rolling a joint in the first episode that she was on and now two and oh. And I was like, oh, maybe I won't say fucking. She's a mom and I'm going to feel her out. But she was right. cursing like when we first sat down. So I was like, all right, she's game. Do, but, is she uh, married to somebody <clears throat> famous? Uh, he's an artist. I don't know artist if he's famous, but he, he's, 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 his art is dope. Um, but she went to uh, middle school with Snoop in Long Beach. And so she had all these Snoop stories, like from fucking eighth She's grade. Like being Calvin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that would be weird being like a freshman in high school and like looking at a sophomore and being like, uh, "Call me Snoop." Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know if everybody's gonna buy it. I don't right. think so. She yeah. said he had, uh, you know, just the, all that charisma though, and was just like, you know, kind of. He feels like he's big man on campus. Yeah. Dude, speaking of that, talk about your career for a little bit. Man. Sure. It feels like. I've, I've obviously been following you for quite a while. It's been fun watching just everything expand. I mean, movie roles, <coughs> TV roles. I remember, and you were probably, I can't remember if it was on your show or maybe one of the podcasts that you go on regularly. You were talking about just getting that, that guest spot on, uh, I call it a guest spot on Curb. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, a small role, yeah. but iconic. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you get to say you did Curb. Yeah. And it was With really, Larry, too. So that was yeah, like. Yeah, with him yeah. in that, too. So you've done that. You've been in Ghostbusters. you got a bunch of stuff cooking. You just did this where you were the star. Of this. <clears throat> so 
Bum American Vandal? Jonathan. Have you watched American Vandal? I haven't seen it. You've no. never seen American Vandal? I have freaking seen it, man. I'm oh, dude. Busy. I need to watch no, it. No, you, well, it's... Uh, Travis, who I do the show with, <coughs> obsessed with it. Oh, is hilarious. he? Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, it's in its second season on Netflix, and uh, the first one was kind of like a cult hit. It's about these... It's like a you know crime documentary, and it's shot so realistic that people think it's... For real. So the first yeah. season was about this kid who vandalized a high school drawing dicks on everything. Yeah. And these two kids try to crack the case. And so the second season is them going to a different high school and it's all poop related crimes. <laughs> and I play one of the cops of the high school. And dude, the like cell phone video they use in the show, like of people shitting, yeah. people were reposting, being like, you guys see what happened to this high school? <clears throat> uh, but yeah. it's just shot so brilliantly um, that the, the guys have put it together. So anyway, it's a good. You know, it's who doesn't like a good crime doc, and then right. like to have the comedy be so, you know, prevalent is is pretty dope. It's like almost cheating <clears throat> if you come up with some a, a genius format like that, right? For like, sure. Yeah, it feels like you're kind of pulling one over yeah. on people. But I hear you. I don't make a lot of time for TV shows either. But that that was one even before, and that's why I was nudging my buddy so much. I was like, you got to find something for me in this. He directed uh, the first one and the second is one. Is that right? Yeah. And, you know, people would think, too, and I'm always quick to say, like, <clears throat> you know, just, like, it does help to have relationships in the business, but, like, that didn't guarantee me anything. He knows. You better be able to he, back it up. Well, he also knows a lot of funny people. Right. So it's like, and he goes, he goes, yeah, of course I would love if we could find something for you. He goes, but guess what, man? There's just not in the second season. He goes, all these high school things, and then the teachers are all older. He goes, there is this role of a cop, and I was in Japan with Adam Devine at the time, doing all these uh, shows for the troops, and um, uh, he goes, there's a cop that's like supposed to be like 60, 65, and he's like, but you can put yourself on tape and see, yeah. maybe, you know, can change your mind or whatever. So I was like, yeah, if that's, give me whatever there's even close that I can try to um, have an opportunity yet, and so did that, and then, and then they liked that, so then they sent back and said, can you send a video of you improvising like one of your greatest moments on the force? And so um, and so I sent back that, and, and then they were like, oh, all these people like it. We just got to get Netflix and these to sign off. And then, um, and then, yeah. And then also, I had to be a local hire, so I had to get myself up there. And my dad lived uh, not too far away, so I just crashed with him. And uh, But again, it was like one of those things that I was like, Oh, so a flight would be the thing getting in my way of not doing this? I was like, and I've done that yeah. for a bunch of things. There's this J-Lo movie that comes out in a few weeks called Second Act that I have a little part in. Um, Larry Miller in that? I th maybe. I think he is. And uh, so Selena Gomez and, and Milo, the guy from This Is Us. He was in uh, Heroes 2. Milo. Oh, for, okay. Yeah. Uh, whatever. So it's a J-Lo, you know, rom-com, whatever. This guy, Peter Segal, did it, who did Nutty Professor, Tommy Boy. Yeah. Um, uh, Fifty First Dates. By the way, his episode of our podcast, Fifty First Dates, yeah, so fucking good. He tells, first of all, he tells the making of Tommy Boy on right. our podcast. It's on you. How, like, how old are you? Thirty six. Okay, thirty four. Yeah. Brad's around uh, that age. Brad's thirty four, and Dwarf Years, I think he's seventy two. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not much time. Yeah, no, no. He's uh, we're all praying for him. So, uh, but the making of Tommy Boy, dude. I was like, the, it's what, fucking people our age. When you say Tommy Boy, yes. you make this look. We go, oh, yeah. Tommy Boy? <laughs> dude, it's... Uh, and then even these Nutty Professor stories that he would tell yeah. about. Um, the Because I was like, dude, I think Eddie should have won an Oscar for that movie. I was like, it's so bonkers that it was not even considered. I go, nobody else could do that. Play that. I go, that Thanksgiving or whatever dinner scene when he's in it's all the family fun. members. He goes, they would do a... Uh, you know, put a uh, tennis ball on these heads at the table for each family member. Eddie would improvise these full-on, you know, multiple takes as one family member. Then Peter had to take notes... And remember, and then Eddie only trusted Peter, the director, to improvise with. So then he would have to take all these notes, improvise with him. He said Eddie would do all this shit, not write anything down, as like the mom. 
and then do it, come back as the brother, and improvise a whole bunch of new shit with the mom and with everybody else. But remember what he said to the mom as the as the brother so he could do that. He was just like, it was fucking unbelievable. And I'm like, and on top of that, the performance, I mean, it was just so good. Anyway, so he, uh, uh, just to piggyback on the American Vandal thing, he was doing this J-Lo movie in New York, and I was like, <clears throat> I hit him up, and I was like, man, I'm going out there for a bunch this year. Like, is there something I could, you know, try to put myself on tape for or whatever? You don't ask, you don't get. I definitely subscribe to that, you know? You, you have to, too. Yeah. We, we mentioned the Corolla stuff that you're working with him a bunch, too. Like, And he's not at the point where maybe he needs to ask a bunch, but he's a doer all yeah. the time. And I know, uh, I'll talk about him 50 more times. I just love yeah. his oh, yeah, yeah. and everything. But you have to do that. And asking for things is a is a function of of that. Too. Yeah. Because, like, again, everybody's got options. And everybody's you can't be narcissistic yeah. enough to think they're going to even think of you. But yes. You put yourself out there and you can back it up. I think it's also understanding if you have a, you know, you got to read the room and, and know that, like, look, if I'd never met Peter and I just blindly emailed him, yeah, obviously that's Much a you don't ask, you don't get because – Hey, man, well, again, you can ask, you're definitely not getting because, like, you have no context to this. But having him on the pod and, and having gotten to know him a little bit from um, some uh, pilot I tested for that, that didn't uh, go that he was directing, and that's how I kept in touch, and he knew Paul Feig, and so I kind of bridged that gap to get him on the pod and then um, hit him up, and, and he was like, yeah, there's this little scene with Jennifer. Um, put yourself on tape for it, and if you can get out of here. And it was when I was going out there to do shows. So I was like, the timing is perfect. And so he's like, yeah, you can do it. And it was just one day, and because he loves comedy and loved having me around, he, there were only a handful of comedians, I think, that were in the movie, and uh, he just kept adding me to more and more scenes and would let me improvise, and we improvised this whole scene with me and Jennifer, which I don't think is going to be in it, but, like, we fucking did it, so I had a fucking, you know, 30-minute scene, just did me and her. Did surprise you a little bit? She maybe was, you were going in expecting her. She was no, well, I definitely, I made a weird joke as soon as I met her. I hadn't slept on the flight, took a red eye, and then got in, and then literally went right to set, and was so, like, fucking delirious. And uh, and I meet her, and Peter goes, hey, Jennifer, this is Adam. And she goes, hey. And she goes, so how do you guys know each other? And I go, oh, we used to fuck. Nice. I said that to, to her about me and Peter. Right. She kind of cracks a little smile and then goes, what? And then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then Peter kind of looked at me like smiling like almost shaking his head and then she goes oh and I go no I'm just kidding we still fuck <laughs> just doubling down on the weirdness yeah. yeah and then she kind of like she goes good to know and then I was like yep and I go probably shouldn't have said any of that and then she kind of <laughs> laughed and then uh, and then we kind of jumped and that was like I mean it was fucking you know 10am at that point I had kind of hadn't slept but, but she was a, a pro man and just like there was a point too where I started to improvise in one of the takes, and I like could hear myself. I started to step out of myself and be like, "Dude, you're like, what are you talking about?" Right. And I remember I just saw like something almost change in her eye where she was looking at me, and like her as the actor was was being removed, and it was her as a person just being like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> and I just like you know. And then after I went over, I was like, "Man, I'm sorry. That one was just a little." She's like, "No, she's like you just. I was just like trying to follow like what you were, you know." Because it was also like trying to make a, a mountain out of a molehill, like yeah. trying to stretch out. But that's what he wanted, too. He was giving me full range to be like, hey, man, fucking go for it. He's like, we can always cut it down or not use it, you know? And so point. what are you going to do? Like, that's, you, that's you a- get one shot uh, scene with J-Lo, you're going to fucking right. just say your two lines and get out of there? Nobody remembers that. <clears throat> no. Right? God, that, that's so Although crazy. they might, because I think that's what I got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I'll take it. Really- yes. And now, guess what, man? I'm going to the fucking, my friend is the... Um, uh, there's no reason for me to be at that premiere, but I'm going to uh, go because my um, friend uh, from college is actually the head of this company that like buys the scripts and stuff. Really? STX is the company, right? And uh, 
and they did like Bad Moms and uh, Melissa's McCarthy's The Happy Time Murders and uh, um, a there's a couple deal. others that are bigger yeah. ones but so this is like one of their next big ones but so I'm gonna go to the premiere to um, to hang but also like fuck man like trying to get some potential podcast guests these <laughs> premiere parties like Terry oh, Selena Gomez and fucking Milo friggin whatever the fuck is you know Jack yeah. from This Is Us sure um, get the St. Louis guy <clears throat> get uh, Sterling uh Oh yeah, I'm trying to think. Sterling, he's yes, Sterling, he's from St. Louis. Yeah, yes, Sterling. He's but also throw a hail mary at J Lo, and maybe A Rod's there and talk to him about Seattle days. You know. Well, that's a thing where it's like, if so, you do you book your own podcast or do you help yeah. with it? No, no, I book it. I was just saying, it's I, all me. Yeah, I've emailed <clears> with you before, and it, like that should tell people like if you're listening right now, and you think that this guy's literally in a movie with J Lo and he's booking his own podcast. Like that's how you get shit done. Yeah, it's the only way to get shit done. I mean, I'm gonna try, dude. If I get a moment with her, I'm going. I mean, again, you you feel it out. It's like if yeah. I, if yeah, she's uh, force it in there. No, I got to get a little rapport. And yeah. what I do sometimes is like if I get if look if at the premiere if she even goes and we have any sort of little moment. That, that can, the, hey, and then, or afterwards, then reach out to my friend who runs the company to get her publicist info and be like, "Hey, that guy at the party." And then she, and then she, if she has like you know some positive connotations about, oh yeah, yeah, he was kind of cool. Oh, and he's in it, yeah. And oh, Sandra Bullock's been on too. Oh, and there's all these cool people. Then maybe that'll validate it. Because then to try to like panic rush, uh, you know, um, uh, suggest it if you don't have enough like rapport can be a big turnoff, I find. Because I think about like on a much lower level in, in my case, like if, you know, when, when I've been asked to do like, podcasts like, and really low level. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. when I asked to do podcasts and it's like super quick before, you know, I'm just like There's no kissing I, on the neck. I'm like, hey man, I don't even know your favorite color or like what gets you hard or like you know Right. Like, how do you expect <clears throat> to come in and talk to you? Yeah. Right yeah it yeah. seems like you're pretty gracious though, and maybe that's just your attitude as far as uh Putting yourself out there, being a part of things. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's what you got to do. Yeah. Though, right? Yeah. Well, how do you book this one? You just uh, kind of. I, I have too many damn things going on. I will book it. We have a producer. We do a three hour morning radio show mm -hmm. every day, too. So it's one of those things where I catch myself um, doing way too much right. all the time. We have a company, we have employees, all this other stuff. But if it's, if it's uh, like I deal directly with Helium's PR person, cool. I can't let go of it you know yeah. what i mean yeah <laughs> like, I, I will i'll book it i'll book stuff for a radio show that our producer doesn't have time to do or whatever but yeah for this it's one of those things where it's like i don't know if we're gonna have a good conversation i gotta know something about the person right or, you know it's one of those things where you don't want to get stuck with somebody in a longer form conversation that you're just not that into yeah i guess you could say you guys handle that at all <sighs> i mean as far as that thing like you guys have such a pick has that has you just going after bigger people changed? I've noticed there's just been an uptick. You're, you're killing it with the guests, man. Oh, cool. Big, huge names. Is that literally you just saying, I'm going to go get this person? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even with Tiffany Amber Thiessen, it was like I just uh, wanted to have her on. And I was like, I think well, I saw it. Yeah. <clears throat> so I got her publicist email. And then actually a guy who's also in the, the movie is called The Bellman. It'll be out on Netflix in the spring. And he... Uh, this guy's name is Willie Garson. He was on White Collar with her. He was in Sex in the City um, for that whole time. He's just like a, ca a character actor that everybody would recognize. Right. So getting to be friendly with him, <clears throat> and uh, and once I uh, booked him to be on the pod, and I was like, hey, actually, I'm reaching out to um, Tiffany Thiessen, and he's like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll tell her to do it, and that helped a lot because <clears throat> she they are very close, and so 
the publicist is going to present it. There's a lot of people I've thrown Hail Marys to that publicist gets right back and goes, not going to happen. Like, you know, Kristen Bell or uh, Amy Poehler or um, Paul Rudd. <clears throat> and Kristen um, Bell did Marin. Was it Marin? Uh-huh. And she talks a mile a minute. You'd be great with you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is. Um, uh, and we're trying to get Conan. My friend from college is Conan's assistant. Has been right. for like forever. It's been yeah. on all these remote pieces with him, and so she's trying to help facilitate that. And now he has his own podcast, so there's extra reason to have does, him on. Yeah. But I think what I'm gonna do is try to go through. Um, because I know Dak Shepard's assistant a little bit, so I'm gonna try to get him on. This this I'm gonna great. try to get him on, yeah. and then after that, then try to see if she could finagle. That's the the plan anyway. And, you know? and I'm telling you, like, people, people that listen to this that start their own stuff, I can't tell you how many people are like, we should get coffee. And I'm like, before we go get coffee, yeah. what are you trying to achieve? You're yeah. trying to start a podcast. I'm guessing you're going to sit there and talk about how sexy it is that you want to start a podcast for yeah. an hour. Here's what you do. You start recording it, and then you start sending emails. <laughs> That's how you do a podcast. Yeah. Start sending emails to people to book it. We started the radio show like three years ago. Zero experience, whatever. Uh, our first guests were Andrew WK, if you know who that is. Uh, no. For that party hard song, it was on Madden. You would know he had a, a sm in the album covers like his nose is like smashed, bloody. You'd know him if you saw okay. him. Okay, he was a big deal or whatever. I'm a strictly uh, Rebe Rebecca ba uh, Black Friday guy, so any fair. other song yeah. that I, I apologize because I knew that. About yeah, you. that's okay. It's one of those things. Yeah, I think I got a hold of Ian Edwards. Uh, oh, nice to to be one of our first guests and all these <clears> things. Uh, it's just funny to. It's funny to see what you can do if you're genuine and you're providing somebody with oh, yeah, man. information. So, yeah, what are you going to do? And, you know, I, I include uh, um, headshots uh, from uh, from Brad from the 90s the and then shots me? of my calves. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say it was a little revealing, but tasteful. Yeah. Right. You got to show people that, like, you're not just... You're not just a set of pipes. That, that you're, uh, you're a piece of meat looking to be objectified. When was the first time you dunked a basketball? Um, probably on a trampoline in the sixth grade. <laughs> yeah, we used to put a trampoline on my buddy's hoop, uh, lived across the street, and we played tramp basketball, and it was the best, because we would, you know, it still was actually pretty tall, you still had to get some good uh, hops from sure. jumping, and it was like, tough, because you're trying to like, especially one-on-one, -on -one, you're actually trying to do somebody up, and and there'd be times too where my buddy was really good at, at getting at creating his own bounce to get sure. like a little bit of leverage, right. and would sometimes just literally bounce like and fly right over me, just nuts, well, grazing the forehead, yeah. and uh, and then you know you shoot and stuff too, and and uh, but it was awesome. We would play for fucking hours, dude. <laughs> just, I mean, after school it was just the greatest, and to be able to dunk was so, especially to dunk from from a, a hop on a trampoline like on the corner, like if you got. And if it was if we were playing twos, or sometimes we would play uh, one on one with like a permanent offense, you know. Of course. And uh, and like to do an alley oop like that on a fucking trampoline when you're just like flying, like dude, there was nothing better. I think I ha I should get some kind of. Well, award. Tiffany Thiessen Instagram comment is better, but, but it is, other yeah. than tramp ball. If I could, if I could try and go up against that, are you familiar with Tyler Hansborough? Oh yeah. Uh, are you familiar with David Lee? Yeah. So I played against. I was in between their ages. I played against both of them. Whoa. Both of their nuts and raised my forehead on a on an actual. Court. Wow! You should so, uh, make a poster with like both of their nuts. Their nuts just me like that's that. great. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah see if they could sign it. That one in your back pocket, huh? Wow, that's yeah. awesome. I bet you don't walk into the next interview <clears throat> so cocky, huh? I wish. Yeah, dude. I wish I played against some fucking NBA stars. Rick Glassman pretty played against LeBron. What's uh, that? Rick Glassman. You know who that is? I don't. He. Um, 
he's a comedian. He was on Undateable with Chris and Brent and Ron Funches. Oh, okay. Um, so I would recognize him. Yeah, yeah. But he played um, basketball high school against LeBron. And he posts, he posts pictures every couple months. And he posts one recently where LeBron's at the free throw line and Rick's on the you know thing in like this packed high school gym. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's insane, man. <clears throat> yeah. I'm trying to think. Others that, yeah, I don't think like uh, I was at AAU tournaments where Darius Miles was. That That's was dope. Insane. Isn't yeah. David Lee married to somebody super hot and famous? Uh, some kind of an athlete, tennis or golf or something, maybe, or Olympics. We looked that up, yeah. right? David Ryan. Lee. <laughs> Producer for the day, Ryan. Yeah. Google David Lee hot wife. Yeah. And they're like super happy, right? It's somebody that I remember being like, jealous of yeah for sure that guy doesn't drink either by the way does that bother you do you drink oh yeah okay good yeah yeah that, it kind of it's one of those things where i'm like oh good for you when you're sober i'm like ah, no you're way man i i i mean look yeah there'll be a point when i'll shut it down i guess because you have to but right. i also don't have a problem so like that's good which by the way is what everyone says who has a problem <laughs> but uh you guys can't see but he's yeah like three drinks of uh, scotch <laughs> all right well yeah. You said it was a judgment-free podcast. Yeah. Well, man, we gotta kind of help. <laughs> yeah, we can. dude. Okay, so Phoenix, we were down there. We're talking Caroline Wozniacki. Yes, I'm an idiot. Yeah, she's dude. Quite famous. She's a, yeah, she's a I mean a, a tennis champ. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about her that's like I don't know. I mean the German part. I think she's German, right? Wozniacki, I think is German. So that might come arrange, up. That, the whole German Jew thing might come up at one Thanksgiving, where yeah. like all of a sudden like. One family member gets a little too sauced and is just like, right, fucking. And they're like, we started the Lee Jeans you, Company. Yeah. Who the fuck do you think yeah. you are? <laughs> right? Like, don't you think that has to happen at some For point? For sure. Yeah. Or some drunk uncle that's like, how can you fuck that Jewish cock if you, if your ancestors fucking are the ones that fucking burned it off? And mm -hmm. you're like, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Well, we you know just, what? We can edit that out. Even more fucked up if that argument right. goes down. Yeah. That would be really strange. Yeah. Danish, that's so, yeah, I don't know. See, I don't know anything about the Danish culture or the women, but but that's um, that's sexy. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to think the most famous Danish people we can think of. There's um, something in Spain. I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah. She we'll, might be the, we'll the cream of the that. crop, yeah. yeah put a I pin in that. So. Right, we'll come back to it. Uh, give, me the, give me the scoops on the new uh, live show with Carole. So you did, uh, I don't know. Phoenix, saw you guys after the... Uh, what the basic cable commentary? Yeah, yeah. Looked like that was a blast. That yeah, was it was cool. Thing, just so fun. Uh, other than Ari and Sam sticking hot dogs up each other's asses, right? Yeah, what was did. that about? Well, we did a podcast right after them in the same studio, and I'd like to talk to them about the smells. Steve and Azizi apologized. I'll give him that because he vomited in the studio. Oh we were like, God! It sounds like a morgue in here. I don't get that type of stuff. Look, I'm I love filth humor, but like, mm -hmm. see, I was never even the type of guy like. There's a kid in my college, and even in high school, college? Sorry. USC. Okay. Yeah, and um, there are guys that like still thought it was funny to like walk around with their pants down and just like flop their dick around, and you're just like like in the hallways of the dorms or whatever. And I, you know, again, I I got plenty of dick jokes in my act, but like that to me is different than just mm -hmm. thinking it's funny just to expose a penis. I was never. Or you like, there, I remember the kids in high school. <clears throat> trick with the uh, sack or anything like that. Well, you know, actually, one of my first bits was the uh, the finger dick trick. You know, where you pull your zipper down, you put your index finger through your pants. Nice. You pretend it's a penis. Right. Yeah, that's a classic. It is. Yeah. Would you do it for the podcast? We'll do like a video thing. Yeah, the finger dick trick. Yeah, yeah it's been years, man, but I'll I'll brush it off. Okay. Should cool. be go to. It was wumpy cushion. Yeah. yeah. I used to get in trouble all the time though for like, um, well, a prank calling, uh, and then. Uh, 
you know, just fucking with teachers with like, man, I got sent out in the hall for like two days, it seemed like, for putting one of those fake ice cubes with like the flies in it in my teacher's coffee and a whoopee cushion on his seat. His name is Mr. Burger, rest in peace. He was 6'4", like 260, and just a fucking dominating presence. And, uh, and uh, he choked to death. That's why it's h- hilarious. Yeah, so he died on the wumpy cushion. Yeah, yeah, he was allergic to fucking funny <laughs> farts. And uh, <laughs> and uh, he died of of, uh, of poison from uh, something that leaked out of the Chinese out of the made uh, <laughs> fake ice cube. cube. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. What if he did? That's so fucked. God. Yeah. yeah so uh, he would get so pissed though, and he always knew it was me. I got in trouble once for. So I was just well, always. Like, of course, he knew it was you because you're sitting like. Two rows in the back going like, <laughs> No, just I'm the only kid turned around during the silent reading, like watching his every reaction, like How's that taste? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Did you sit on the cushion I put on your chair? I mean What? Yeah. Yeah, but he uh he just was so you know, he would just fucking you just get so angry. In eighth grade I got thrown in the hall for um with this uh, science teacher named Miss Brian. She talked like this, and she was just, she just she looked like at any moment things were just her whole body was just gonna shut down, and uh, and I saw her smile once, and I'll never forget it. And I tried to hold on. It was like when you saw the, it was like if the Grinch, like if somebody, <laughs> got it. Yeah, yeah, she just like had uh, had a lot of negativity. I think uh, just constantly in her life, but she she's always just everything was just I'm just get through the day and just fucking this and this and just very a very just abrupt teaching style very direct like this this and this and if you had a question it was like fucking her subtext was always like how do you not fucking know that but like all right here's here's what it is and I remember she's like all right we're gonna talk about fun guys today we're gonna talk about uh, fun guys and and does anybody know any types of fun guys and I raise my hand I go I'm a pretty fun guy Miss Brian she goes Ray out in the hall and I go god damn it So I'm out there. She's like, "You can't keep disrupting. You know what you're doing, and there's a you're obviously trying to make people laugh, and there's a time and a place." I was like, "That was pretty funny, though, right?" And she was like, <laughs> "I'm not gonna answer that." And I was like, "I'll take it." I said, "Yes, yeah." I and think then, you need uh, to develop her in a nutty professor style film. I oh think you boy, can play. I have to play all my teachers. Yes. We had a teacher named Mr. Pappas. We would call him Pap that ass, and uh, <laughs> and uh, he'd always talk like this, and he was like. He's one of the first teachers I would impersonate, Mr. Pebbis. And like under my breath, I would just like repeat what he would say sometimes or lip sync to what he was talking about or uh, or call the office as him, you know, and ask yeah. for them to bring like weird things. And Did that in seventh grade, too. We had, a, we had a cartooning teacher uh, named Mr. Schultz, also rest in peace. And, uh, and See, this go- is nice because you grew up in Seattle. Like all I had to do is just like throw like half a southern accent. On any teacher I've ever had growing up in like rural Missouri. Oh, really? Yeah. So, oh, so there's no real uh, separation between yeah, the accents really. and the You're dialect. Like, is that Ms. Smith or hilarious. Mr. No, we had a bunch of characters. Mr. Schultz, uh, Mr. Schultz, and he would, uh, and so I'd call. He would leave the room on lunch, and I'd go, oh, "This is Mr. Schultz uh, calling from uh, Portable B4. I need six thousand pieces of purple construction paper ASAP." And there's like, uh, "Okay, what for? Don't I just need it for class?" <laughs> and then fucking some kid would walk in. Um, with a shit ton of construction paper, and he's be like, "What is this?" And they're like, "You fucking asked for it, man." <laughs> Get out of here, you <clears throat> fucking weirdo. We had a teacher named Mr. Clayton who was like six six, two forty. Again, just a big ass dude, Mr. Burger Light, and uh, he had a giant beard. Would always wear these tight ass polos with his white chest hair, just fucking popping out. And he played basketball at University of Washington, but then became this like you know, entrepreneur of traveling and just a journeyman where he had just accumulated all these insane experiences and outer body experiences. Did you realize he was a cool guy back then? Oh, yeah, he was fucking dope. But he also loved to talk about his travels and his journeys. 
So much so that you could get them off course. You throw a lob. And guess what, dude? We avoided so many tests because he would go on these hour tangents to where he'd look down and he'd go, God, well, I guess we'll take the test on Monday. And at one point, I came in and and, uh, not ready for a test. And then I start kind of, he he goes out of the room where he puts on, he goes, we're going to watch a video for the first 45 minutes and then we're going to take the test the other 45. And I'm fucking panicking. I'm just like, you know, I, I was pretty, like, active with, like, plays and sports in high school. And then also, like, there's just the workload was fucking sometimes could yeah. mount up like it does. Like It's actually weird when you think about yeah, it. Yeah. You're like, there lot. was actually a lot of shit to yeah. do. It, 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 look, if you just buckled down and only did schoolwork, you probably could get through it all in a timely manner. But sure. nobody ever wants to just fucking go home and knock out all the shit. You'd, procrastinating is a you part of life. Asian? No. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. You have to learn how to procrastinate properly I feel like right. and everyone does it I, I feel like and you should like that's a skill set too is to be like knowing what I can put off and when I, I leave that to the last minute and I'll, I'll have this amount of energy and if I give myself four hours before I go to bed I can probably like cram for that one and then do that paper right before whatever it was so he goes let's watch the video for 45 minutes he leaves the room I start feeling it out I go all right guys I go who's fucking ready for this and everyone looks around and I'm ready you know, and, uh, and then uh, a couple of the really smart kids was like you know raise their hand I was like fucking fuck you win and Rocky you guys are fucking always ready you're not gonna fuck this up so I go up to the thing and I uh, I hit um, rewind on the tape and put it all the way to the back and he comes in and we sit down and uh, I was like come on you guys and I remember I convinced one of the star kids who was just like such a stick in the mud and I was like dude just fucking take one for the team man this will be huge we'll take the test Monday he'll never know he's like that's so fucked up I was like I know but like come on man like look at this it's just a test like you're ready you're not gonna you're gonna remember this shit on Monday and he's like all right, all right." he's like and I remember did it and then Mr. Clayton comes in the video goes on he looked down at his watch all of a sudden fucking 10 minutes till class is over and he just comes up and video uh, still going and then the fucking bell rings he goes all right, shit. I guess we'll take the test on Monday. <laughs> and I remember I looked over at uh, at Win, and 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 he just kind of looked at me, kind of smiled like that shit fucking worked. That was pretty cool, you know. And I was like, yeah, come to the dark side, baby. <laughs> you know, that's perfect, yeah. man. Yeah, I think we would have gotten along in high school. I would have been all yeah. Board with that Fuck yeah. Did. And look, it's not like I did that all the time. To, like it wasn't some like no, I was. Always- like I was cheating the system. It was just like this one time. It was like. I mean, look, it did get, definitely give me the confidence to be like, man, I wonder if we could pull this off every other week. Right. But, like, it was just that one day that was fight or flight. You know, drastic times call for drastic measures. I definitely That's was like, I'm not ready for this test. And it was a big test, you know? Mr. Clayton, yeah. God bless him, was so trusting and just like, I thought this was a 45-minute video. Like, I'm pretty sure I, you know, but again, from a guy who did peyote with fucking, you know, cats <laughs> right. in Zimbabwe, he fucking, yeah. he he also is like, all right, maybe I am a little fucked up still from yeah, he was when like, I did, kids, you know, these, these ayahuasca kids. in a fucking Denny's, yeah. You done that? You done ayahuasca? No, I will not do it. Because yeah. we had a kid on our podcast that I met in a coffee bean. He's this weed company. It is a fascinating episode. <laughs> I don't remember. What, what's his name? Oh boy! Well, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. It is unbelievable. It's I literally met him in this coffee bean. He's this weed pen company, and uh, he he think he see me at, at the comedy store a few nights before, so he came up to me and we were just kind of shooting the shit. He started asking me. Been trailing you since he saw you. Yeah, at the for sure. Store. He actually saw me on a ayahuasca trip before he'd met me, mm-hmm. right. and then he uh, he knew the yeah. to get into your house. Yeah. And yeah. So he goes. Uh, to start telling me about his weed pen company and and uh, I was like oh shit so we you know plugged it on the podcast once so I was like oh come on and then he starts he's like I actually do have some crazy stories because like oh aside from the weed and ayahuasca and he goes yeah ayahuasca trip stories were crazy enough like right. re- he went into great detail 
And like they think they're entering a different world. Oh, he like saw himself. He it's yeah. it's fucking bonkers what right. he described. And Brad and I are trying to play devil's advocate because he really was preaching like we got to do it. And we were just like, this sounds like a fucking a horrific yeah. thing that happened. And he was right. like, so then and then he had a um and his dad I think started Ticketmaster. His uh, he had a brain tumor at one point that he oh he was given like a zero point zero zero chance to survive right if he got this surgery like because Brian. yeah it was yeah it was slipping down into his um, spine and so he goes. I'm going to not uh, uh, get the surgery and uh, and uh, DIY photo photography. I love it. Right he now. goes. I'm going to avoid the surgery because the the chances of me not making it are very high. If they he nick, goes, if they nick your oh man, stuff, and yeah. but also like living with. He's like, I'm going to try the natural holistic route, and so he he does that, and like man, he started to get better, and then this thing started shrinking, and then he was in the shower one night and fucking popped the tumor. Shut up. Yeah, dude. Seriously. Yeah. You should listen to the episode. It's crazy. And you believe him. Fuck yeah. <laughs> guy's crazy, I had man. I really big pimple one time when I was 16. I don't think it was a, a tumor, though. You so It was literally the tumor. Yeah. Exploded. Yeah. Well, it got smaller and smaller. And, and even these women that he was doing this medicine with, they were like, um, yeah. And he's all, he said, all his pus came out in the shower and all his blood. And Oh, my God. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I'll listen. Yeah, By the way, can you handle those videos? Like when you see them in a Facebook news a feed of like I, I don't do it. giant worst biggest pimple ever yeah, pops. Do it. it makes me sick just thinking about it. But yeah. I also I will watch uh, I've every. Seen them. Yeah, yeah. I also feel like videos. no. Once yeah. I saw two girls one cup, my threshold for uh, really nasty still, shit. Still haven't seen it. Oh dang! You know that was one of the first videos of mine that went viral. It is not that my reaction video to it. <laughs> I did a Kermit the Frog reacts to two girls one cup. <laughs> And it fucking got featured on Perez Hilton and went from literally like 20,000 right. to no, 6 million over like deal. three days. Yeah. And then I did a follow up. I had this Kermit the Frog puppet. And it's because I started seeing all these reaction videos. And I was like, oh, I got to hop on this bandwagon. I think like, right. but it was all like grandmas or kids. I was like, what could I do that's like a different, like a character? I was like, but not me as an impression. Like a puppet would be funny. I had this Kermit puppet because I wanted to be a, a Muppeteer for the longest time. And so, uh, and I was. Another hour? I'm going to need to talk yeah, to you about that. Yeah, for sure. And so I, um, I started uh, doing it, and, and and I had my roommate. I go, hey, will you just come in and say, hey, have you seen this video? And then click, and then walk away. And my buddy too. It, the video got so famous. He worked at this restaurant, and he like you see his face for a second, and then you see him stand in the doorway. He didn't really know what to do, and he stood in the doorway, and then kind of like walked away. But like people, all his friends were hitting him up like all over fucking from high school, being like, dude, you're in that fucking video. He's like, that that's my roommate. So he basically wild. just he had no idea. He just comes in and he goes, uh, I go, hey, just come in and press this thing and say you want to see this video. And so then Kermit watches it, and then the whole thing is Kermit watches it, gets disgusted, and then turns around and like starts doing this and looks around and then slides in a bottle of Lubriderm and then starts fucking jerking <laughs> off to it. And then I did a, a reaction. I had, I had this Rolf the Dog puppet that I ordered and uh, had Kermit show the video to Rolf because that was like what people were doing. It was yeah. like somebody showing it to him. So then I was like, oh, I got to do a follow-up. And then that one got millions, and it was Rolf showing him, and, and Rolf's just sitting there just like stoic, and Kermit would be like, Oh, it's so fucking gross, right? Like, look at that. How gross? And Rolf would be like, shh, hey, you should go, go, go. And just be watching, right? And then all of a sudden, it was just, and he's like, he's like, oh, man, shh, hey, hey, shut up, shut up, shut up. And then all of a sudden, it just gets, you know, quiet. And then it would just end. And then uh, Kermit goes, that's fucking disgusting, right? And, Rolf, and I had Rolf just go, I mean, I don't see what the big deal is. I'm a dog. I eat my own shit all the time, you know? And so then that one got a bunch. And then I did one more that was like, I think, Kermit respond, reacting to the reaction videos. Because then yeah. people started doing those. That's and, fantastic. But yeah, it was when Press Hilton was a fucking. And I remember I, I, I didn't even see it on there, but I saw it, you know, checking because it once it got up to like twenty thousand, I was like, 
I was like, holy shit. And this is this is YouTube, I mean, maybe a, a couple maybe a couple years was in. Is it YouTube? Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say, was it uh, what was break.com? Break was something, yeah. Was it break and then it changed? Break or wasn't it changed to break. No, break break was what bombs world. Was it E Bombs? Those world were separate. E Bombs okay. was around for, I think even pre YouTube. Right. E Bombs yeah. World is where I God there was so much great shit on E Bombs yeah, World. The Numa Numa guy, was that? Yeah. E-Bombs? Yeah. That's uh, the golden years, man. So first couple of years on YouTube, and you're like on it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And so then I was like, I gotta make start putting out more videos to try to like Around ride this time. two girls one cup fame. <laughs> Which, by the way, like, yeah, I used to yeah. joke. I was like, if nothing else in my career ever happens after this, like, and I do somehow get on like the Tonight Show, and Jay Leno's gonna be like, so two girls one cup. So this was this was the start of it, huh? So, so basically, now were you the guy directing the girls eating the shit, or were you one of the were you one of the girls just dressed up? Were you were, did you puke? Did you when, how much did they, of this shit did they actually, well, actually, I just made that video to it. Oh, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. The Google Dolls are here, you know. <laughs> and the thing would be, you'd have to uh, set a cup down. I brought you something, Jay. Oh, yeah, my God. The calling card. Yeah. People always, uh, you know, would go back and forth whether they thought it was real poop or not. You know, there was like a big thing online. I don't know if you guys read the message boards for Two Girls, One Cup. Uh, I was but people were... What was the one, Goatsy? Did you guys know what Goatsy was? <laughs> no. Oh, it was bad. It was, yeah, it was real bad. Uh, as far <laughs> as far as I got, uh, what was I gonna freaking say? I was uh, I was actually curious about something too. Uh, it doesn't matter. Two girls, one cup got me rocking. Dude, you are popular. I feel like I'm. Uh, oh no no no! I, I, there are texts from numbers I don't recognize. Also, one of my buddies. People here. What would you do? Louis. I never. I was just telling Rye about like one of my pet peeves is, uh, and I only got a few, but like opening the door for somebody and they don't say thanks. Big one, and I go. That's a very clear and simplistic way of viewing the world of how it's split. Into two people, Correct. those that thank a stranger for holding the door, mm-hmm. and those who don't. Correct. Because here's what is required of you: a thanks. Again, it's hey, it's not such a grandiose gesture that a big stop like you All fucking right. goddamn Samaritan. You're a just you're an American hero. You. Just got the door for you. Adam Ray's walking in. Adam Ray, go. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. Boom. There you go, people. That's, all That's it. You, That's and it. I go, you don't even have to look them in the eyes because there's going to be a handful of fellows out there that are still think there might be some homoerotic connotations sure, suggested. Sure. So where they're like, Polite. God, that guy looked me in the eyes and held the door. I got to butt fuck him now. Like, it's like, no, dude, you created that own homophobic rule in your head. Right. So it's like, but I, I did this recently and the guy just walked right in. And I have no problem doing this, by the way. You're welcome. Ah, I'm, the, I'm like that guy, too. You got that nice commanding voice with it. I appreciate too. that. But also, it's yeah, like, yeah. fuck you, man. Right. Yeah, I know you saw me do it because I stutter stepped. And then instead of me yeah. going in, I even starts up and then backed up and then held it. Anyway. You get more angry at the dude or the attractive lady that doesn't say thanks in that situation. She can do what she wants. She can do what she wants. That's yeah. true. She's been treated like that since she's like three months old. Although, yeah, no, I, yeah, I don't know. You, no, I mean, yeah, I'm probably, probably angry at both if that's yeah. the real answer. But so here's a, so just to piggyback on a pet peeve. So let me give a little context to this so my uh, I used to have these gay neighbors Jim and Ray which one of the first jokes I wrote in LA was about my gay neighbors and I used to smoke pot with them all the time but I go they're the sweetest gay guys uh, I've ever met both Jim and Ray in their 60s they actually both clean carpets for a living which is ironic um, which by the way is true they have a carpet cleaning business Very they're nice. Jim and Ray gay carpet cleaners right and I used to like make up all these dumb jokes about like their slogans were like we'll just come over and suck it all up you know mm. Or like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we'll just, you know, we'll come so quick. You know, we'll just, you know, all these things. You guys don't have to put that in your business model. <laughs> it's actually making it worse. Uh, and they used to give me like, you know, they weren't like stereotypically um, gay. Like no real effeminate voice or like behavioral uh, 
moves to just very, just like, dudes, just dude. No, and they even looked, one of them was in the animal house, actually. Is that Had right? a big part. Um, yeah. That's awesome. And I remember he t- kept telling me that because I was like just getting going and acting. Was he kind of telling you like, you want to get into business? Hilarious. Yeah. yeah. But no, he was like, I think just to give me some like, hey, I always fucking do it. So he was like, oh, it's cool. You're starting out into acting, whatever. And um, he actually, I think, was, I was still living there when I got the heat. And he was like, almost fucking cried. And he was super baked, though, because he would sit on his patio. And they had this, they had bought all these like shrubs. And I was like, I'd called their patio Fern Gully because it just looked like a fucking jungle. Yeah. And when you smoke pot in it, you definitely felt like you were going to get eaten by a lion or something. And because uh, their weed was also really good. But um, <laughs> but they would give me these compliments yeah. sometimes. This is before Pre-med I told days. I, Yes. Yeah. I told them once ago, I didn't know you guys were gay until I was. Uh, um, they were leaving, and one of them had complimented my haircut, and I was like, "Oh, thanks, man." And then uh, that wasn't why. And then uh, no, but he was jerking off while he said it. No, and right, he goes, yeah. uh, "He goes, uh, well, we're off to the doctor." I go, "Oh, cool." And he goes, "Yeah, I got to get uh, uh, colonoscopy." And I go, "Oh, fuck, gotta stay healthy." And he goes, "Who says it's for health reasons?" Oh wow! And I just kind of pause, and I go, "I go, ha ha, wait, what?" And then <laughs> you're gay, you know. Uh, but uh, but they're so dope. And um, anyway. So they came down one day. My car had gotten broken into our, our little parking structure. All the windows were smashed, and the glass was everywhere. This is and this is this is on my way to go fucking strap on the claws and play Wolverine at Universal Studios at fucking 9 a.m. So I'm already just like, you know, I do shows or videos late or, or hang late at an open mic and try to get to know comics. Now I'm getting up early and probably a little hungover, and I go out and all the windows are busted. I'm like, God fucking damn it. No Uber yet, so I'm just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like... Uh, you know, borrow a car, get a, whatever. So I go out and they're sitting on the patio or Jim is smoking a joint fucking 9 a.m. And he just goes, Adam, did your car get broken into? And I go, yeah. He goes, fucking sucks, man. I go, no, it's really great, actually. I hated those windows. Yeah, yeah. I go, of course it sucks, Jim. Fucking don't need you to confirm that. So that became like a pet peeve of mine of people. And, and there's a lot of people that do that. The, the whole where you give them, they don't know how to comfort or console so they just confirm what you already know where they just go oh that she sucks on you, didn't she oh that sucks man yeah, yeah. i know it sucks she, yeah that was bad so anyway all of that to set up going to the seahawks game on sunday right my mom got me some tickets for my birthday taking a couple of buddies from high school one of them's flying in because his girl is a flight attendant haven't seen him in a long time uh, him and my two other buddies, we used to go to Mayor Games all the time, right? Like in eighth grade, we would take the bus Love from. That setup. I've only been to Seattle once. Yeah, it's great. But this was the Kingdome, by the way. Yeah, 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 and we would just take the bus down from the uh, the grocery store that was in a little town, and you could take it all the way downtown, straight shot, right? And we'd do that after like five, go to the game, come back at eleven. Somebody's parents would pick us up. Uh, because my, it was Seattle too. It's the it's, best. It's, it's amazing. One of my yeah, buddies had no, this like lucky. Like hit with a brick on the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, it will happen here. Will it really? <laughs> yes. Depends on where you're at. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Seattle fine. Seahawks fans can get pretty gnarly. Oh, but... look out. Yeah. I mean, that... <laughs> what is this, fucking Ellen? <laughs> By the way, drink four if you're playing the uh, Ellen spook drinking game. Yes, exactly. Um, that is so fucked so up that she does that. So you're that. going Sunday. So going Sunday and... What time's the game? Well, here's the thing. It was supposed to be a 520 game, right? Sunday Night Football. And I was like so pumped because of Niner Seahawks. Richard Sherman's coming back. It's a big deal. Yeah. Two Seattle fans, not to the rest of the league sure. because they moved the game up to 120. Uh, there's no direct flight from St. Louis to Seattle, which is a big bummer. 
Um, so if we could cancel both shows on Saturday, so I could just go on Saturday. No, so so cut out half his money. So my flight was supposed to be ten thirty in the morning. I was gonna land at I think two. I had to stop stop in Chicago, and I was like, fucking, that's yeah. a. I hate stopping. Like it did so much for a while. It's just like it's a bummer, right. and it's just a long day. And I'm like, well, I'm getting it too. I'm just gonna get a hotel downtown because I have to leave the next day to go back to LA for a few days. And I was like, I'll go. Um, uh, I'll just I'll get there a little early. They'll meet me at the hotel. We'll take our time, get some drinks, walk over to the state. It's walking distance. Now they move the game up to 1:20. Earliest flight is at 6:30. Gets me in at 12:20, um, which is still like, look, I'll get my shit. I'll go right to the hotel. The 30 airport, yeah. minutes, maybe, mm-hmm. may- maybe. So get there by one, I think. Game's at 1:25. Walking distance. Fucking pound a shot. Walk over. Be there for the start of the game. Yeah. By the way, bringing three of my buddies, like dope seats, like bringing them, right? One of them goes, and I just texted them all to be like, hey, I land at 12.30, and I'm staying uh, at this hotel downtown. Meet me there at 12.30. I'll be there at 1. Drink at the bar. Wait for me. You know, go there early if you want. Drink at a dope yeah. hotel. Go hang, just, you know, if you want, and then be, be there. Here's the way one it has to go. Yeah. yeah. One of them just goes, and this is my friend who is, like, cynical, like, but, you know, humorously sarcastic, like, we bust his balls for it. He's always a little negative, getting a little more positive in his, in his old age, but still just whatever. After all that, and again, free tickets, all this shit, just puts, damn, bro, cutting it close. Yeah, I know. I'd like to back in. But we're going. <laughs> also, what? Again, like that, like that is in line with the whole that sucks. Your car got. I'm just like, yes. what does that text do? Like, what is? What am I supposed to say to that? Because now it's like there's no. Just reply. Yeah. Also, I'll put cutting it close you? and then put like dot dot dot. But man, but fuck yeah, dude. That's how Still gangster pop. you are. Like you're yeah. coming in. Anyway, really you're going out of your way anymore. to take us to this game. You clearly should not get on a 6:30 flight. You're barely gonna sleep. You should just go back to L.A. Right. And sell these tickets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like. Or put, or just put, fuck yeah, <laughs> damn bro, cutting it. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Am I yeah. like? No, 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 I'm there with you. Is I, this just me being like a, a like a comic to like look no. at this and see like that? There's something weird about that text. No, there's, there, it's loaded. It's, it's loaded. the why. It's the why would you text that? Yeah, exactly. And it's just, it's one of those things. Again, maybe kiss your ass a little. Maybe like, can I pick you up to make it quicker? Make, I mean, wow, you, what a you, fucking you bought, novel idea. You bought the tickets. Like what, dude? Like, it's yeah, this is. Hey, cool. I'll be there. You want you want a 40 for the drive from Yeah, the dude, I'll have there? I'll have shots ready. Yeah. That would yeah, be the we response. We haven't drank and drove together in forever. Let's do it. Great. Yeah, I would love. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Dude, I do you just want to do it now? I don't know what to respond to this with. You are maybe, maybe just you're out. Yeah. I'm bringing your sister. <laughs> yeah. By the way, your sister who used yeah. to eat chapstick when we would go to your house and try to <laughs> offer up gerbils to get me to recite lines from the high school play. Mm. Cause she was like in, I think she was in elementary school, and so they would always go to the high school plays, right. and I, you know, always had good parts in them, and so she would go over to my buddy's place, and then she brag about your high school play part. Yeah, nice. well, there's context to it. Thank you. This is why, because I had a lot of lines, and so she would go. Look, our theater school was a big deal, right? Yeah. So when we would take field trips in elementary school, you go, you fucking, you put these kids up on these pedestals because the productions were amazing. You know what I'm saying? I got, so then we get I there got in high school. Basketball players. When I was in fifth grade, I got varsity basketball players autographs. I know exactly what yes. you're talking about. It, yes, there, there were seventeen. Yes. yes, if you want, if you're, if you are Whatever thinking you're about the arts, you're looking at, it, you're like, fuck, and, and and not all the kids were dope, but there were like every year a couple kids that you're like, that kid could be the fucking next Denzel or, or Gabrielle Sidibe, you know, right. and um, drink four if you're playing the precious drinking game at home, um, and so uh, 
so she so point being because I had big parts she would um you know that's cooler than being an ensemble if you're if your brother is best friends with a guy who's the lead in the show and now he's at your house, you can't put that together as a fucking fourth grader. So and, you're like, and what? You're going to go see people cheer for you at that thing. Right. It is a big deal. Yes. So that's the context I'm trying to give you is that, like, this is why she then would. Now she's starstruck in her own house, being like, her and her friends would come up. They'd just seen the play, too, right? And then they're like, want me to say lines from the play. And then I'm like, nah, let me live a normal life, bitch, you know, and uh, and uh, go eat some chapstick, you know, you fucking weirdo, you know. Yeah. But that was a, that was an edited line from the play. Go eat that chapstick, you fucking weirdo. I love that line. You were so good. Yeah. With it, yeah. But so then they came back and they offered me to, her gerbil. I'll never forget. She's like, will you take my gerbil? Like, and just do some lines. And I was oh, like, wow. I was like, I mean, even if I love gerbils, sure. I was like, I'll put it in my ass. Like, I'll do that, but I'm not going to hold it, you know. Yeah, I'm an actor, for God's yeah. sake. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very method, yeah. Yeah, uh, that too, because she's no longer an elementary school girl. No, you can now use sex with the sister as like an insult to him. Correct. Say, say right? that again. You can so, now, you can mess with him. Yeah. By threatening sex with his sister. Oh yeah, but line. yeah. Take it down that? Okay. I did actually. You know what's so funny? I did. Um, Glad that opened something. It did. I did um, bang a buddy's sister from high school, but he was like not a great buddy. You know. Right. Chummy high school. Friend. Yeah, we were yeah. in Cub Scouts, mm-hmm. and then kind of went our separate ways. Right. We were on the basketball team together. I'm probably giving out too much info. Yeah. What was his number? <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> I can tell you her number. Don't you say thirty? <laughs> Somebody, somebody's listening at home. Don't say thirty-four. Yeah. Oh my god. No. Yeah, but um, but that was fun. That's always cool though. You like when that does happen. Like the I remember the amount of times when I started to like go back from. Uh, and start to just like, like man, there's like girls that I even like had crushes on like in high school, and then like being at a party years later, like either in college or post, like some holiday thing, and you're like, oh, now we're kind of on the same level, and like it's weird, isn't not it? that, and look, and then sometimes there are opportunities where you're like, oh, this is, we're not, we're out of the high school bullshit. Now we're in the real life uh, of, of of the real world of life, exactly and there's just more. There's like. It's 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 that Ryan Reynolds uh, fucking um, uh, just friends type thing where you're just like. You know, and uh, and whether you, you you capitalize or not, like even just being in those moments is fucking pretty cool sometimes. Isn't you know, it crazy that three years of your life or four years or whatever can affect. Like if you ran into somebody who was cool now, and when they when you were in high school, oh, yeah. you ran into them now, you'd be like, yeah, you were that cool person in yeah. high school. Like, so strange. oh yeah, there's a buddy of mine. I actually mentioned this on Corolla, and he got a bunch of like. Again, forgetting the impact of Kroll, like, and and he was getting all these messages and things of you, you fucking, you were mentioned on Kroll. His name's Brandon Bergstrom, but people call him Bub, and fucking dope ass dude. Now lives in Arizona. Just had a kid and like crushing it in the medical world. But he, um, he was a you know three star athlete. About he's maybe like what five seven, five six. Three star athlete, just one of those little fucking Isaiah Thomas, uh, you know, um, athletes. It's just yeah. fucking dope. But. Went through these phases, and he was a really cool dude too. You know, everybody called him Bub and fucking a little, you know. But he, I remember, he wore overalls one day as a senior, and you'd walk through the cool area where the seniors would hang. And he was sitting there wearing overalls with no shirt in the summer. And I remember, even as a sophomore, and I started to kind of become somewhat friendly with some of these guys. I worked with some of them at Albertsons, some of these cool seniors. So that kind of got me in with them because it was just an outside of school right. setting to to build some some rapport. And um, 
And the grocery store is such hilarious. I love it. No, but I mean, like, when you're bagging groceries along people, there's no fucking. I mean, there still is a hierarchy of like, I was a freshman, they were seniors, or. But you're both fucking putting, you know, trying to not crush bagels with cases of Dr. Pepper, right? You've been there, right, bro? Yeah, Yeah, that is, you're you're both trying to, you know, get that done. So, and then, um, uh, but so even at that stage, I remember being like, "That is so fucking weird that you're wearing overalls with no shirt as a high schooler." Like I don't like I don't know what this is, but it's not it's not normal. And I remember busting his balls then, and him and him his buddies kind of like, you know, think it was funny, but he was kind of whatever. And then I told him about it later. I was like, "You were such a fucking you were such took such a firm Oshkosh bagosh stance on that." And I like busted his balls because Carol and I were talking about guys in high school that yeah. not peaked. Uh, or some that did, but also some that just were and then backed it up and then Never still have yeah, yeah, yeah. have gone on because you know he still is now crushing in his field. Right. Um, you know he's not obviously walking around with the same type of swagger they did in high school. Right, but he's not on about that's because he's a married night. dude. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And he should be though. And, yeah, yeah and I'm better than him. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good note to end on. Uh, I'm excited to see you. You're here all weekend. Helium. Everybody's gonna get excited. Come out and see you. What uh? What do we need to look out for of the 50 million things you have going on? Oh man, well uh, I get here for another two hours. I know, man. I it's really easy to chat. Because um, I was yeah, super back, not looking forward to this. Store. What's yeah. that? Yeah. What was that? No. Um, no. You know what? I gotta ask, and I mean this because I don't do this. I sent you a message. How's your dad doing? Oh yeah, thank you. You literally caught me. I was like. Whoa! Really? Yeah, that was a. I was a. From what the picture or the post? Yeah, you the picture was insane, right? Yeah. And yeah, man, that was bonkers. Oh, really? I don't know what it was, but I'm glad everything's Yeah, I, I've rarely like posted something stream of consciousness like that that was so. But you know, my dad just uh, you know is going through a rough patch right now, and he's 74, and and you know our relationship has been whatever over the years, and and. Uh, but you know, better in, in the last handful, and uh, and just gone through so much shit, and you know, him and my mom split when I was uh, nine, and they right. barely talk. Um, they don't wish any poor things on each other at this point. They're both remarried, and 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 but uh, you know, my mom obviously went through a lot of. She got a lot more shit during that time. I think once you get older and you talk to your folks about some of that stuff, but. But they never really talked, and I went up to Portland to see my dad for a couple of days just because he was in the hospital by himself. and was there for two weeks, and my stepmom was around, but no other kid was. My, my half-brother had gone down for a little bit, but I was like, I just got to be up there. I know I'll be in the hospital, and I want to. I, can't, I won't be able to sleep if I don't go up there and, and also try to handle some shit. And, uh, and so, yeah, I was FaceTiming with my mom at one point, or my nieces, so my dad could see them, and then my mom got on, and then they talked. And they, Again, they hadn't seen each other or talked in a while. And my, there was just this like very real moment of like my dad kind of getting choked up and he started to kind of apologize to my mom and then my mom kind of like got quiet and then my mom is so, you could tell also, you know, they both kind of re- will reminisce about good times a lot. Uh, and once you get old, you start to realize, at least for me as a comedian, like, oh, I did get my sense of humor from both of them. Like sure. once you see your parents as people and not parents, you you're like, oh, you guys are fucking the, funny and you, yeah. you, you're a little more dry and you're a little more the bigger character of my mom. And, and, but together you could see the good times that were there. And, uh, and my mom even trying to make my dad laugh. She did a few times. I was like, oh, that's why you're the shit. You know, even in this wow. moment she was, you know, and so then I just was on the plane and it was just like, and I was so tired and it was just like overwhelmed with emotion and. And I remember I took that screenshot of when they were FaceTiming and it was just like, uh, just for me to have it. And then, and then I just posted about it. And again, uh, and it got, man, such a cool response from 
so many people that I know and don't know of just like commenting, and then also people like yourself reaching out and asking about them, which was really cool. Well, and I didn't, and you know, and I really, you know, look so much postings of is self serving and for yeah, give me the likes and give me and I get disgusted because I had a moment for where I almost didn't post it because I was like, oh, are people going to think I'm trying to tug at the heart, like get some emotional, right. you know, because you do see a lot of people posting about their family and this and that on Facebook and my dad's going through this or like. You know, if you see somebody post something about my parent passed away and they give a whole thing, you know, that's always like, fuck, yeah, that's where I never look at that as like, oh, you just want the fucking emotional, but we know the, 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 we the, know. the cyber hugs, you, you fucking greedy, emotional bitch. You know, it's it's never that. It's like, but it's the same people who are posting and you do, shit anyway, yeah. and then they just hijack right. the moment. Yes. So, yeah. But you do, uh, but and, and you should want that because that's dude it's grieving and to be consoled like people there probably is a level and there even and I didn't again need all those comments but I'm reading no, through no. them and I was so taken aback by how many people were like man this is some real shit because you know again I didn't really because you don't post bullshit yeah that's why because you tap into it. I feel like right. I don't have a soul sometimes because I'm always just like eh, you know people are oh people. me too man gonna happen yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah but then like yeah that caught me oh man. oh man thanks dude right. yeah. well you were yeah you were real sweet to reach uh, out as far as uh, Anyway, he passed away two days ago. But so he, um, but it's, but look, man, it's like, but these are the things, and he, and he didn't like the picture either. But it's, um, you know, it's like, fuck, you know, I got you an account just for that. He's the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, he's alive and kicking. He's, he's doing well. Have you had this too? Your parents live in Washington still? My dad lives in Salem, Oregon. My mom and stepdad live in Seattle, yeah. Seattle, okay. So they've probably been around something. My mom, I think, gets an award for. Most hugs to famous people introducing herself as Chris's mom. Oh yeah, yeah. I think she gets that. So that's does awesome. Mom do that as well. She, yeah, she. I mean, she look. Did it to Corolla, by the way. We just did the thing like in front of two thousand people. We're freaking out. We're all having fun. Everything's. Wait, where was that? Here. It was at a theater here. Oh, yeah, dope. Yeah. And she. Wait, like, you guys and Corolla? Yeah, he, Mike. We had him on the radio show. I talk about it. I'll talk. I'll yeah, just, t- tell I me. Love this. Uh, <laughs> we had him on the radio show, and uh, I. Him and Mike were driving somewhere, how they do. You know, they'll call in, they'll yeah. promote stuff. And uh, I read out mine and Mike's email exchange and just trashed on Mike for like three minutes. And he was August. like, Corolla's dying. Yeah, yeah Mike yeah. August, sorry. Corolla's <clears throat> manager, if you guys don't know. Uh, <laughs> and Corolla's like laughing quite a bit. And then we just went in on August for a while. Great interview, really fun. And uh, the guy I do the show with, Travis, he's very funny and, and jumped in on it too. And he's black, so that gives... Corolla, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of range. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's fun, the back and forth. Either way, we hang up the phone and, and oh, wow, that was great. I got an email from August. He's like, hey, you guys should uh, be the guests on our show in St. Louis. I was like, oh, I'd love to come. I'm a big fan. Thank yeah. you. And he's like, no, like you'll be on stage or whatever. And I was like, what? Excuse me? Like, so they had us as the guests. Wow. Uh, at the the- like live podcast. You've done those. Yeah, those are yeah. the best. And it was a, it was a blast. That's and cool. We, uh, you pick up some followers from it? Yeah, we did. Well, that was good, and we got a really good response because I've, I've listened to him since I was like 12, and then because uh, we knew how to play the game. Yeah. Right? And even Dawson, everybody's like, you guys look good ass back. Good job. So oh, they good. Told us, like, hey, come out whenever you're in LA, and we did. That one got us a lot more. Did you go on in LA then? Yeah, we did, a, Dope. We did the one in the studio. Yeah, it was fun, man. We did Joe's podcast out there, too. That was fun. Uh, Joe Coy. Oh, yeah, cool. Koi Pond. Oh, yeah. very cool. Um, That's dope, man. It, it's funny, though, whenever you do that. It happened this weekend, too. Mom's like, um, Chris's mom jumping in. Oh, and yeah. I like that part, though. That it's is like, cool. But I'll, Yeah, you should never be bummed that, that that's happening because no. all, all parents want to do is be proud of their kids. Yeah. And uh, and then also, like, come on, man. How dope is it, like, that's really cool. to get to do some cool shit? And, like, my mom at the Heat premiere, I brought her and my stepdad. And... Um, 
at the premiere party, like, you know, especially in some place like New York, they'll invite, you know, just any, like, any, cele- yeah, are you famous? You want to come hang at a cool party? Right. And so, uh, you know, I introduced her, like, you know, Melissa McCarthy and other people like that and, and Burr and stuff. And then um, Ben Affleck was there. And uh, so, and I was in the movie, so I was like, fuck, you know, I got a decent part. So, like, I'm going to definitely go say what up because he just saw the movie so and he's like oh yeah what's up man good job whatever and uh and i was like thanks man i go you mind if my mom gets a picture he goes yeah obviously man he goes i love moms i go hey easy man i go don't you fuck my mom you know whatever and uh out of his mind he was by the way i have a picture oh boy all right it's gonna take me a while to find it but there was a picture so the um so anyway take a picture and then the light sucked and my mom like freaked out because she was just like she was just on cloud nine, dude. She's like, I took her down the red carpet, introduced her to Sandra. Like, she's like with this uh, picture of us on the car. You know, she was just like, this is just so crazy, right? you know? Yeah. And she's been like biggest supporter and like, you know, used to work on it. When it was just me and her from what, eighth grade through high school, she used to work on all the plays, like the sets uh, and just be, not stage mom, but just her and the director and the costume lady were real cool. So they all kind of bonded. So my mom would like, you know, go there, and and it was also a way for her to like f- kill time and be yeah, involved. Parents, and it's just yeah. me and her, so she's like, "What am I gonna sit home after work, or am I gonna be involved in my yeah. shit and be around me and all that?" So, so this was just extra cool. And and uh, but she's just like, and she didn't have a drink because like, mom, you seem fucked up. But she was like, I'm so like solely riding like adrenaline right now. So she like, so she goes to my step up. She goes, "You fucked up the picture with me and Ben Affleck." <laughs> and I go, "Jesus Christ!" And my just was like, "Oh God, I'm fucking." Her. And she's like, "God damn it!" She goes, "Will you guys let me get another one?" So I go, "Ben." I go, "Do you mind if you do one more?" My stepdad fucking can't take pictures, and he goes, "I fucking hate stepdads." And I got, I go, "It's so funny." And then we took another one, and even that was okay. So then at the end of the night, I didn't leave the premiere party until it was closed. I was like, this could be the last thing I do. Yeah. This could be the only thing I ever do. We I'm going to soak up. Yeah. yeah, we yeah, every day. My mom said that on the way out. She goes, you'll never work again. You know, uh, get me one more Aflac picture, you know. And uh, I said the duck, not the actor. And uh, and so I'm, I'm staying there till the very end. And it's, um, you know, the staff's there. And there's, you know, serve you leave, like these, you know, 4 a.m. New York hours or whatever. And it's um, uh, Allison Jones, the casting director, who cast, you know, The Heat, uh, fucking dude, super bad, all Apatow yep. shit, all Paul Feigstiff, The Office, Curb, Veep. She's just, you know, a comedy god in the casting world. Um, her niece and nephew, my buddy from the fifth grade that I had, uh, who lived in D.C., that I got a ticket, so he came up. And uh, and then Joy McIntyre was there, and that's how I met him and became buds with him. Because we didn't have any scenes together, so, and I was doing shows in Seattle the following weekend, and they were playing Seattle. And my sister, you know, being a diehard fan, I was like, I... I went up to him, I was like, hey, I'm bringing my sister already and some friends to the show, but you think maybe I could bring him back to fucking meet you? Like, And he's like, dude, he goes, buddy, don't even fucking get tickets, buddy. I fucking got you, dude. So, uh, so but if you do it right, that's not hard to do. Right. I do it for people on the tiny little scale that we have with events and shows and stuff like that. Hook somebody up if you know they're gonna act right. Yes, I'll say that. Totally. But, uh, and he was couldn't have been more generous with it. And so he was there, and then Ben Affleck was still there. And there were a couple young uh, gals he was talking to with my mom, yeah, uh, cop and a feel. And so I look over one point, and Allison Jones goes, I want a picture with Ben Affleck. Is that weird? I go, no. She said it or her niece said it. Somebody said it, and I go, fuck, I go, we're all still here. And we all came in, like, we're all, this is not weird that we're all here. And uh, and I go, and fuck, I, you know, I've already talked to him with my mom. Like, he knows I was in the movie. Like, that's, it's not totally weird for us to approach. I go, so come with. She goes, well, you mind instigating? She goes, I don't know who he is. I've never met him. I go, yeah, yeah. And so, um uh, we go up, and so we have this picture. They had a little heat, like, you know, for uh, photo op things at a party. So it was like a little heat poster behind uh, the camera and uh, in front of it. And so it's me, Allison, her niece and nephew, my buddy, and, and Ben just shit-faced. <laughs> took this picture, and literally, I mean, he couldn't look more like a drunk dude in a picture that doesn't want to be there. 
And it's, I don't know how I haven't blown it up and framed it. It's a fucking, it's on my Instagram though. You got to sift through, but yeah. That's amazing, man. That's got to feel good too. I saw this last weekend. I keep bringing it up, but it was for this charity here in town. It was Project Wake Up. Uh, Sklar's are from here. Oh yeah. He's from here. Plus we had other, some really great comics on board. Everything went super well. We hosted it. Got a bunch of laughs. That's so cool, man. A thousand people laughing for a good cause. Fuck yeah, dude. But we got back there and I'm like, like Nikki's dad made a beeline for me in a, like, in a really quick, he's like, hey, that was really funny. Yeah. I'm, I'm seeing all this, and the squares are like giggling, like poking me with my mom. Like, that was really sweet with you and your mom. Like, that kind of stuff yeah. makes me Extra so special. happy because you guys are all at a certain level and moving up that way. Like, that should be like what people strive to be. That, yeah. And the negative side of that is dealing with an asshole here and there. Right. And that's how you know they're not really doing shit because the people that are making it still maintain that really yeah. friendly, open mind. Exactly so, right. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. Jesus. I'm gonna we cry. You um, can I promote two more things? No, that's it. Okay, great. Thanks for having me. Um, what you got, dude? Go uh, so I'm the voice of this uh, talking horse called Swiftwind on She-Ra that's on yeah. Netflix right now. Um, and then American Vandal still on season two on Netflix. Um, this movie comes out. I guess I don't need to promote that. The podcast is about last night. With Brad Williams. Um, subscribe to that. Uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen's coming up. We've had Thomas Lennon, Bill Burr, Jim Jeffries, Dana Carvey, Bob Saget, Chris D'Elia, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, Jason Derulo. Um, Who? Jason Derulo. Derulo. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. If you um, say his name, I feel like you should have to say, Jason Derulo. You should. Yeah. yeah. We almost got him to put Brad in a music video um, where he was riding around on a pit bull. That eating eating something we came up with called Derudels, which is like <laughs> cup, cup of noodles that Jason Derulo had his own line of. Because he said when he was in New York... I met him doing some little promo thing for Mad TV that was on one season on the CW and got canceled. Thanks for bringing it up. But so we were, um, uh, and so I met him on this thing for extra. It was me. I was really excited for you when that came out. So was I, dude. Like, they just, uh, yeah, it should still be on, and we should still be. I should be. I should be selling out the fucking pageant. But um, uh, uh, he's, he's a actually, you know what? The helium. I'll stay loyal because yeah. um, I fucking love comedy Dude, clubs. Sinbad rocks helium when he comes. I through, fucking love can, Sinbad. You can deal with I fucking love Sinbad. Um, that's actually my dad's. Uh, this, this, my dad got me. Hilarious, dude. Also, too soon. Uh, my dad, who just died, uh, is uh, his favorite comic uh, is was Sinbad. Yeah, was that is not what he sounds like. But uh, his uh, his favorite comic was Sinbad, and this was the first stand up he showed me. And so then when I got to Sinbad was coming to the Ontario Improv. My dad uh, lived in Laughlin, Nevada, at a, at one point, um, uh, working and. And so I was like, Dad, drive over. I'll put you up. We'll stay. And I'm going to host this weekend. You can meet him and see Sinbad and me on the same show. And it was like such a weird thing for him to get like emotional about. But he was just like seeing like the guy that he showed me stand up and now I'm on the same show. Yeah, he was just like, this is fucking cool. He's like, you and Sinbad. And but and again, people dog Sinbad. Dude, he murdered. He did almost two hours plus every show. And in his crowd work portions, which I... You know, I enjoy doing crowd work in, in my show, and, and there's certain guys, him and Harlan Williams, that I'm like, are just fucking the best. And Sinbad would do, uh, you know, at one point he was just taking questions from the audience, and he's got, you know, he's got kids, so he's got that world like he's tapped into, being married, being divorced, then remarried, uh, and different stages of life, and he was just like, I'm sure he does that at his, at his shows where he was like taking questions and people about relationships and stuff, and he was so dialed in and so quick and so funny, and then like even times where it was like it would get real, the funny would come right in right after, and it was like, dude, anybody, you know, you just immediately think of Sinbad, you think of the crazy outfits and whatever, it was like, do you know how fucking good of a movie House Guest is? 
Are you so fucking, are you a person with a heart and a soul? <laughs> You're forgetting necessary roughness. Oh, my God, dude. St. Louis I want him. Scott Bakula was well, the quarterback. Isn't he on a show? To college. Yeah. Isn't he on a show now? Scott Bakula? One of those. Hilarious. Uh, one of those. Sinbad. Uh, uh, oh, Sinbad. You know what? Is he? Lorel show. show. Is that still yeah. on? Oh, great. Yeah, I want him to work forever. But um, David Allen Greer, I feel the same way. So funny, so dude. God, what a beast. You want to just name comics and say if we like yeah. them? Yeah. Um, Here's something you've never done. Todd wow. Glass. <laughs> I do. I love Todd Glass. Funny. Yeah. Uh, My favorite comics, I'll tell you real quick. Chappelle, David Cross, Patton Oswalt. Um, I really like Gaffigan. Um, Harlan Williams. It's just a, yeah. What Which DVD cut of Sorority Boys do you have? So. Oh, hilarious. I think just the original. <laughs> I'm addicted to porn. He's so, dude, he is, uh, if, not to pimp up my podcast again, but he, you know, uh, he's. Because there's a negative connotation he's got, with that. He's gotten to be a real good buddy of mine, and, we'll, and there's a bunch Duh, of. I'm so jealous. That's so great. Oh, yeah, so like. Fantastic. I get, he is I get one Ian of, fucking bag. You get Harlan Williams. Yeah, Ian right. is also great, but Harlan is better. But um, no, uh, Harlan is just like. Do you watch fights with him and smoke wings? Oh, yeah. Duh. Yeah, man. We go see movies here. We play racquetball. He's the fucking best. He is, and he is so fucking funny. And then, but also like, you know, again, we got into a, like a, a personal level to where we can talk about a lot of like right. shit. But when he's on the pod now, he'll come on just me and him. Um, it's obviously great when Brad's there too. But uh, you know, sometimes we got to put out apps, and, and Brad travel just doesn't work out. And Brad's and uh, tended bar at his place. In yeah, or sometimes he just gets like you know trapped in the uh, garage. You know, because he we'll has to, the, the doggy door is like not. Mm. He's you know his wife's like we should come through the big door. He's like that's not my door. You know, and um, but. Uh, uh, this one was built for me, and uh, why'd you put me in the fridge? You know, and I, I thought you were, you know, primary. And so, uh, but Harlan uh, just by himself is so funny. And there's this last episode that Harlan and I did, just me and him, was like really great. And the first, I remember the first time we ever did our podcast, we brought up to him. He did a commercial for Tricks, and you know, we were geeking out. So obviously, Dumb and Dumber is my favorite movie of all right. time. So I was just like. And he gave a whole backstory to that whole scene with like, because it was all improvised. That whole fucking drinking the piss and the sounds he was doing. Oh no, he was doing the sound for something else. And one of the Fairley brothers goes, "Will you throw that in on this take in the thing? Like at some point? Like isn't that crazy? That's amazing. Yeah, because like to, for them to hear that and then to yeah, yeah. Oh, he was some sort of a dolphin noise he was doing. He made it for some other thing, and they He's were got like, good animal noise. either they told him to do that or he did it instinctively. Either way, it was just like a great little you know tidbit. But so uh, he was in this tricks commercial, and we pulled it up and showed it to him. He was like, I haven't watched that since I did it, but you should pull it up at one point. It's like a very, like when, you know, serial commercials were, I mean, not deal. that they're not well, big they, now, but I mean, come on, man. Any commercial back in the day when there were less channels and there was, right. and cereal, you know, was not getting such a bad rap for, you know, pesticide shit being on them. I was telling you guys this last night, or maybe you weren't in the conversation, about I was in Buffalo and General Mills is out there, yeah. and it was just when the story had come out. Where uh, General Mills cereals, Cheerios, uh, maybe Cinnamon Toast Crunch, they were putting some sort of weed killer stuff on uh, the cereal to kind of keep it fresh and uh, oh, wow. and alive. And and but it, and so we're driving by, and, and the guy was like, "Oh, this General Mills," and he's like, "We're on the window," and literally from a far away distance, it smelled like fucking Cheerios in the air, That's which is a Phil Collins song that. that did not make it on on the album. I love that. Smells like Cheerios. That is not Phil Collins at all. Who was that? That was the backup singer for Tracy Chapman, who was like, dude, I wrote a couple songs. She was like, shut the fuck up. What's your favorite Jen Blossom song? Oh, boy. Um, probably Hey Jealousy. No, sure. Follow Me Down. Follow You Down. 
Yeah. Follow me down. Anywhere you go, follow you down. I'll follow you down. Yeah, that's good. I took a picture of their star whenever all things comedy. Yeah. We worked our way over to Tempe somehow. Yep. And uh, took a picture of their star. So I just I wanted you to know that. It was important to me. Wait, there are they from there? I guess they're from there. That's I, fucking I awesome, I was like, dude. Is that a gin blossom? Get this. That's awesome. It is. Yeah, You're Saint, awesome. Seattle, dude. Thank you, man. I was gonna keep talking, but we should probably should wrap it up. How long I'm have we done? For four hours. This is. Uh, we did ninety minutes, right? Yeah, that's good, man. Oh boy, see, I love my dad so much, but he's sending me these selfies. God, he's fucking looking old right now. He sends me these selfies that are great to be like, like he just had his appointment and it went well, or whatever. But like, he doesn't smile a lot in the selfies, so he just sends these like mug shots. <laughs> like a troubled old. He just, yeah, dude, and he just sent to me, and I love him so much. But he just sent to me, and I go, God damn it, Dad, is this like, are you driving to the coffin? Like, what are you? You're up, you're you're upsetting me with these selfies. Oh. Actually, oh my god. Well, let's get you out of here so you can get some lunch. All right, man. Great shows all weekend. Thank you so much. Follow Adam Ray online on Instagram. At Adam Ray Comedy and all that. About Last Night Podcast. So many good things yeah. happening. Man. Thanks, Keep bud. Keep up the great work.